0: steve what are you doing here what are you doing here (laughs) welcome back to a hamster with a blunt pen knife the doctor who commentary podcast not the only Doctor Who
1: commentary podcast, but one of many. One of many, yes. Oh, I've got a return question for you, which I didn't think of in time. What were you doing in The Scoop? <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get out.
0: Now, that must I be... There, that I was in there with Borg for five minutes, that's all. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, yes. Steve, I
0: believe you want to play a game with me.
1: Yes, it's called I Robot. So the idea is this, that every every character in this story has a very distinctive voice. And even if I do a terrible impression of the characters in this story, you still will be able to guess who it is. Oh, but oh, okay. there's another another level of challenge to this. I'm only going to say the word robot. Okay, let's do it. Come on. Man. Okay, let's do it. Let's uh, start with an easy one. Robot. Oh, no. Tom Baker, the Doctor. Yes. Yes, the doctor. Okay. okay, Um I'll start with uh, doing do, uh, robot.
0: Oh, that's right, Croucher. <laughs> that's
1: um, okay. Let's try robot. That's
0: Yuvan off. That's Russell
1: Hunter. Oh no, that was supposed to be Paul. Was it? That sounded yeah. just
0: like Russell Hunter.
1: Oh no, that's two Scottish, two or two, Birmingham, two Birmingham. Okay, uh, I've only got one more actually. Go on. Or oh, can you do that one again, please? What? I can't hear you. Oh, is that gone off the scale? Is that... Is that
0: okay?
1: What? Are you Zilda? Yeah, <laughs> oh, you <should> have gone... <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was fun, wasn't it? Good, well done, everyone.
0: Do you know what? You're pretty good at those voices, you know.
1: Robot,
0: I don't know if it's good enough to take out vent. Ventri- how would you say the word? Ventriloquism.
1: Ventriloquism. Impersonations. Oh, but we did have some fun. <laughs> As
0: we have in this entire commentary. It's been fabulous, this. Yeah. You and I could have so much fun being in a court.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to disagree. You know, it's like uh, you don't have to drink to enjoy yourself. You don't have to disagree to enjoy yourself. Okay, Just get well, on with it.
0: I'm signing you up for another one. We've got a difference of opinion on next time. All right. <laughs> that- I,
1: hello? I, because I, 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 I had a thing about doing all the doctors. I want to do. I want to do a Trouton that no one asked and no one else has asked to do. It could be a missing one. I don't mind doing a missing one. Is there a Trouton that has fallen off the radar for you?
0: Yes, definitely Ooh. the faceless ones. Nobody has asked to do that.
1: Oh, I love the faceless ones.
0: I don't like it at all. So that yeah. might be an interesting one for us to do. All right, okay, superb. So, <laughs> it's a sort of virtual handshake. Maybe <laughs>
1: virtual handshake all done yes okay um okay.
0: we are going to dive into episode four of the robots of death i mean we've already <laughs> decided that this is so utterly perfect we're, we're being very nitpicky if we are picking knits aren't we
1: oh yes yes well i i there's very few knits i mean i, I the three knits uh well, it's four knits actually so there's the straps that don't really work there's the reflectors, there's the marigolds, and there's the odd movement of Leela in episode three where she seems to get into places without arriving there. And it's a bit confusing, and that's a bit of a mess. Everything else is great. I'll
0: probably add Zilda crying as well, but that, that's it. it. That, that's it. Yeah, got going to forget it. We're going on a murder spree now on the sand miner, or is it mine four?
1: Still mine four, yes. Uh, I'm going to bring back Robo Steve for the countdown. You go then. Are you ready, Robo Steve? Yes, I am ready to do a <laughs> countdown. Would you like me to start from 700? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Stephen Hawkins, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bugger. I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Five, four, three, two, one,
0: go. Okay. It's not as disturbing as when you started off Praxeus by screaming out Praxeus like (laughs) Shada and blowing out the speakers. You wait till you hear that; you can barely be heard. You're
1: so loud. (laughs) Uh, Well, it's a good thing that they do automatic compression on these things. So yeah, so we've got this. um, We've got this fantastic crew of people who are all very antsy at each other, Um, and they're all. They're all really good looking. I mean, they are all incredibly good looking. So there's a missing part to this equation, which is. Uh, are they, uh, is anyone sleeping with anyone else on this crew?
0: Oh, yeah. Tus and Yvonne, oh, f- for sure.
1: I you think, think so? Probably, I think probably Borg and Zilda as well. <laughs> I think, I, I I suspect, given the decadence nature of this society, that there is another class of robots upon this ship. Go ahead. The uh, XD and XV7 class. <laughs> 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 yeah but only the bloody weirdos like paul
0: use those
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> well no wonder he developed robophobia so quickly
0: <laughs> the the cat is out of the bag now right clearly everybody knows the robots are killing at this point
1: yeah we can see it on the screen
0: so what this means is you get one set piece after another now so you've got the robot attacking the doctor in a second i think tooth opens her door and she's yeah. attacking her quarters i think legal attacked as well like it's all going on now
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i it's um it's classic doctor who it's like power of the daleks where it's been building up and building up and now it's gonna be a great big run around But the great thing about Robots of Death is that this doesn't disappoint when the robots actually go into full on siege massacre mode because you get this kind of one upmanship and they have a little way of fighting back with the uh, ZV9 electron units and, I and do they got think, a bit of explosive yeah
0: i think doctor who has gotten quite close to being very uncomfortable in its treatment of women With the close-ups of a woman being strangled in her bed <laughs> this could this could be number one you know <laughs> like
1: i yes it, as a as a kid it doesn't bother you as a grown-up it's like no do not do not do that uh maybe you could imply that or or show it in the far background or cut the camera away but it just really goes in for it it's quite terrifying
0: and this bit this moment of comedy now where tom baker dresses up one of the robots (laughs) in his hat and scarf
1: Uh, it's only
0: because that robot's having a bit of a turn isn't it because he's got the lasers and probe
1: but in. this is this is this is perfect doctor who isn't it you've got three unstoppable killing machines and like in any other show you'd have a, a gun or a phaser and you'd zap them but no he puts his hat and scarf on they get confused over which ones are which and they start fighting each other it's
0: it's perfect um and the fact that the robot says do not kill me <laughs> I huh? <own> the doctor <laughs> <laughs> um there is there is something though um i think Dask must have programmed the robots to kill people slowly because that robot could have literally just snapped to his neck. Yeah,
1: they, I mean, he's
0: implying the pressure and he's really making her panic and struggle, you know.
1: Joe, our commander says that humans feel pain, Ah. which is actually also one of the most terrifying lines, isn't it? Because the implication is that they will just go and torture the shit out of the humans for ages.
0: I will kill the others.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give people nightmares, you know? Yeah. Well, but then we can just throw hands at them until they wake oh, up. Oh, that's such a lovely line, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, he's the safe, nice robot. You can just relax around and, and, and you know, he's not going to turn evil like the others. Really oh, good. there is
0: another little nitpick as well in this episode. In that, yeah. is When they turn all the robots off, bless them, the actors have a little trouble staying still.
1: I, I think that's one that shows up a little bit more on the Blu-ray than it would have done in a 1970s uh, first watch. Uh, that's one for the Doctor Who fans to nitpick over. Actually, actually, all of them, apart from the reflectors, the marigolds I didn't spot until they were pointed out, uh, the wobbly people in the set I didn't notice. You know, it's, 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 it's rarely as bad as people think until you've watched it 20 times.
0: I mean, so she just said i haven't seen off and dask and then there's the bit later on where dask is banging on the door saying you know let me in they're yeah. coming after me and two and toos is like oh quick we better let him in like no one's actually figured out it's him have they? no one's done that deduction
1: <laughs> i i, I well, yes because all of the characters are there but but do th- i i the only people who don't know are toos and um leela and they may not necessarily know that somebody is behind the robots going out of control they might just have an emergency with the robots
0: but the doctor is very naughty because he has figured it out and he says to yeah. know yeah dask he's
1: the one that's done it <laughs> but he uh doctor who does this sometimes he doesn't tell his companion what's going on and it's very naughty you're right it's very naughty of him oh this really scared me when i was younger do you know why because they are
0: literally trapped inside that hopper if those yeah. robots go and i remember watching as a child being like oh my god if they go in there's literally no way out for them
1: yeah there's, there's they, they can't go up they can't go down and and it's such a nice bit of tension where he says, Oh, I should have a look in no, don't have a look in there. Okay, all
0: right. I've searched in there already. Oh, Yes. just banks then.
1: But this is uh, the hiding in this is very good. I like Paul hiding under the table because if I was in a Doctor Who story, that's kind of what I would do. I would find a place where nobody would think of a look. I would be under that table. Probably not with <laughs> I don't Paul. Believe
0: the fucking TARDIS. Are you kidding me? <laughs> a Jason, in that case, after season 12, why <laughs> she
1: ever
0: needs the TARDIS in I've <laughs> no
1: idea. Yeah, uh, how how she can continue with anything after the Zantaran experiment is is a mystery, isn't it? Because you just need years of therapy.
0: How does Leela know that is isn't SP7?
1: Uh, this is, uh, it might be another red, it might actually, I'll tell you what, Leela's wrong oh okay you she's think. just she's just wrong it was sv 7 and he didn't know for some reason and she's just making it up as a big red herring but that, no, I that's my theory
0: that, well no then she says my voice is in the command program why didn't you recognize it yeah yeah that,
1: that wasn't sv 7 that's a great line yeah well who was it then because it's not it's it's miles fothergill doing the voice in that bit isn't it well it's
0: not doing a good impression of sv 7
1: yeah, yeah somebody who's taking his elocution lessons
0: but this oh, is really fun i mean i can see those robots wobbling a bit but the idea yeah. is sort of frozen and he goes <laughs> well not one of them is working he goes look behind <laughs> you and d84 comes in
1: <laughs> oh yeah it just undermines it so brilliantly Ah, oh, yeah I, this is it's really theatrical this bit with them all coming on onto that big set, and and the view we've got through through the arches. Oh, he like shooting through things, doesn't he? That's so good. That's something
0: that we haven't discussed at all, you know. And that's how this is probably—correct me if I'm wrong—the ultimate
1: base under siege story. <laughs> uh, yes, it is a very good Doctor Who base, I, I, and they do the base. The base gets smaller and smaller. So they've got all the bedrooms and they've got the run of the ship and then they just get contracted down until they're in this control room and that's all they've got um and you get that fantastic bit with the door uh the other door the door they've forgotten about with the robot pressed up against it flapping its arms
0: but i think this might be the only one because I, I remember i've gone back and sort of looked at some of those base undersea stories some of the trout in the time yeah where they just at some point in the story they leave the base they, yeah, they're off the base. So the tensions kind of gone a bit. In Ice Warriors, they they're back and forth <laughs> between that and the Ice Warriors ship. In Abominable Snowmen, they're off out on the hills.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, in Fury from the Deep, uh, you know they're up in helicopters. And this is one base under sea. where they just never leave the setting. It's oh, entirely yeah. claustrophobic throughout.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're always. They're, I mean, I, they're mostly in this room for the rest of the episode. But I think Tom gets out, doesn't he? because uh, he, he gets his showdown with dask and uh, and leela um but yeah yeah it's it, it is very claustrophobic despite being quite a large set you know quite a very very nice place to be claustrophobic in
0: finally we're getting the backstory about off and zilda's brother <laughs> sort of tying all of that up. No, you kind of need it like i, I it, it would have been interesting if it was just left ambiguous but actually the way he tells the story is really interesting
1: yeah, and this is the bit where he wins you over, isn't it? Because he's been quite uppity and quite antagonistic, and suddenly he's got that kind of like, it was so sad, there was nothing I can do kind of aspect to his character. This and ultimately, Beaz,
0: isn't it? It's SV7 saying, we know you're all in that one space. <laughs> you may as well give up because we're just going to kill you all.
1: <laughs> yeah there's no hope for the humans at this point and yeah that's well, just, just great isn't it it's just it like is, I
0: mean, it, in terms of like tension and suspense mm. i think this i do think this is the best base on the siege story
1: yeah yeah and they did it so many times in the era, trail- and they've never got it as good as this no never. Well,
0: they, i think they did well in the Trowan and era there's a, yeah plenty of suspense in those stories
1: Yeah. Oh, God, look at the purple bruises on Toose's neck. That's so horrible.
0: You know, Steve, my tribe has a saying, if you're Mm. bleeding, look for a man with scars. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, yeah okay i i don't quite buy that one uh oh because he survived a lot of things and he knows how to look after himself but also he's got into a lot of trouble he's a bit of a dick um because he keeps getting all these scars all the time
0: well i think the idea is that man's healed or he lived.
1: Yeah. So yeah. How he's
0: healed or he goes yeah. on, he goes i'm off to the robot mortuary that's a great line as well
1: yeah well we've all got scars haven't we um yeah not all of them are physical ones so yeah exactly yeah and even even the little it's okay the even the design of these little explosives is so art deco and beautiful because they're they're sort of that that um chevron shape and they they come in that nice pack with a fan out and it's, it's
0: brilliant you know what in any other story it would be shit but you know what michael e bryan does Fucking slow motion explosions. They look <laughs> amazing.
1: <laughs> like,
0: you just know it's just the most pathetic sparks, but when it's in slow motion, it it's like a firework going mad in his chest. Yeah, yes, i
1: love to see. Love to see. It. So, so when when did you first see? When did, can you remember the first time you saw it? Or can yeah, you remember? I was, getting I
0: was good grief. I would have been what seven or eight, maybe. Yeah. I was i was quite young um and it was very oh bloody hell look here's makeup on <laughs> <laughs> have you heard the story about david bailey that um he thought he was done for the day and he went to his makeup track and he and he had all the makeup taken off and then they realized they hadn't shot one bit <gasps> that makeup had taken two hours to put on oh and he, he phoned Pamela Salem and said, "Will you just keep them talking. I'll get it on. I'll get the makeup on. <laughs> and in 15 minutes, they managed to do what they did two hours before, just to rush him back to the studio.
1: Just slap it on. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but it is really really, it's really good makeup. Now, one of the questions we had, I, I don't think we did, was um, uh, how, how difficult it is to do that kind of makeup? And would you sit at home doing robot makeup? I mean, um, you
0: could do that, couldn't you? That would yeah. be fine.
1: Well, I, I've, I've seen, because I went to the Transformers convention last year, actually my profile pic on Twitter at the moment, which I haven't changed in ages, but it's me standing next to this person who was dressed up as a robot, as Armada Starscream, and they've got this fantastic evil grin, but they've done the full robot makeup, and I just think it's really, it looks really impressive, it looks really cool, so yeah, like a bit of silver faceplate, always looks great.
0: I love the fact that um, the Doctor pricks at Dask by saying, "Oh, you're losing your cool. (laughs)
1: That's
0: not that's not your robot precision that you
1: were." (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, is the Doctor using the only weapon he has at his disposal, which is his voice and his ability to undermine uh, enemies without a sense of humor, because Dask certainly doesn't have a sense of humor.
0: This is also what, just like the. The discussion of the TARDIS and the dimensions was really cute between the two of them that discussion about body language there was so economic
1: Mm. yeah and it's been threaded through the whole story to an extent hasn't it because yeah because he moves like a hunter and the body language of the robots it really makes it really makes you think about what the difference is between the robots and the humans well it actually makes you think about how you carry yourself as well Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to sit up straight now. Maybe think about posture. Everyone, sit, everyone at home listening to this, think about your posture. Sit up straight. Ma- imagine a bit of string coming out the top of your head.
0: Uh, less about posture, more about sort of how you carry yourself to other people. You know, I always mm. try to be quite sort of open with my body language. Yeah, some people uh. don't like that. Don't like
1: that. Uh. Uh, yes, some people are less. T- I was never very tactile um, until uh, until I was in my twenties, really um I, I you know it, hugging was something that we we didn't really do much of but uh you know i i, I do hugs now it's fine i'm not bothered by it um i'll
0: tell you this marvell is the most fantastic hugger but with strangers <laughs> it is awkward as fuck watching it i'll tell you i'm like just don't don't go in for it it's just painful to watch you
1: know <laughs> I mean, I, 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 is that something is it because he doesn't it because he doesn't no, sit no, in a right way
0: he's not comfortable <laughs> enough to be touching them but if oh, they, okay a hug he's like feel he, he's english enough to feel compelled to hmm. hug him, you know oh my god that silhouette of that robot
1: against that screen yeah scary isn't it? it looks so and the lighting behind them as well the colored lights flashing behind them. i don't know what's in that room though i mean what, what where does that lead i it doesn't make any sense it's just like is it covered with a robot in
0: that is totally cso behind them
1: now yeah it is yeah you're right it is cso it background looks, i
0: think that's really effective you haven't got any fringe in there
1: Yes, uh, it is effective because I, I did. I've watched this hundred times. I barely notice it. So yeah, it's pretty damn good. You have to really? die, all of you.
0: That is the order. <laughs> 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 They're so polite, you know. <laughs> As they <laughs> are m- He's blown up, he's like, "You have
1: to die, all of them." Ah, all the smoky. Ah, oh, loads of smoke. Ah, oh, it's fantastic. Ah. Oh.
0: But that's, that was like a uh, double attack, there wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. um the robot there, and then it was Dask at the other door,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I yeah, so they're off out now, they're going robot hunting, Ooh. yeah. I, 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 the chance to strike back at these invincible robots have been throttling half the crew. Um,
0: Michael e. Bryan said that David Bailey was doing some pretty prestige acting before this. Like, he'd done Play for the Day and things like that. Like, you know, the sort of the best acting jobs you could get on television. Mm-hmm. And he was shocked when he said that, yeah, I'll do this for your special low BBC fee. Um, yeah. He's, he's a brilliant toy maker as well for Big Finish.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's passed away now. It's sad, isn't it? But, um, but yes. Two, a couple of stories. Solitaire. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah companion chronicle and the magic Trap, and he was excellent oh and obviously the nightmare
1: fair is that the is he the one where where it's where it's charlie pollard and it's the companion chronicle that's solitaire yeah yeah that's brilliant that i, I that's a really good
0: first or second script is absolute. Yeah. it's genius
1: okay so in the in the production notes uh for this story they say that uh david bailey uh got lip cancer at one point and he lost the ability to speak And then he went on to play the mute character in parts of the Caribbean. What it doesn't say is that by that point, he had actually relearned how to speak. There's a kind of implication that he never got his voice back, but he definitely did. There's an interview with him on here that he definitely got his voice back. So uh, just want to clear that one up.
0: It is clever as well, because they've explained my voice is in the command program. So we know Hmm. this is how the robots recognize people. So using... It should be ridiculous using the um, what's it called the helium to make his voice squeaky. It yeah. should be good, but actually, I think it works very well. Did you see how Tom Baker acted that there? How that robot punched him, and he made it seem like
1: the most painful punch <laughs> he could possibly have. He does. He does a lot of that later in the Seeds of Doom, doesn't he? Yeah. Where he's getting beaten up all over the place. Yeah, he's 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 so good at that. But I, uh, so
0: somebody let me out. <laughs>
1: And there's so much interesting stuff about body language and the power of the voice. It's like acting masterclass. Somebody's been to an acting masterclass and thought, how can we make this into a TV show?
0: It's almost like all of this, all of the classes and the uncanny valley, mm. uh, robots as humans, body language, you know, uh vocal inflections. It's, like this story is is throwing up all these things up in the air, waiting to be discussed i don't think every doctor Who story is working on these levels
1: no I, I i honestly i don't think this one is either it's just it's just there it's just presented for you to think about so it, it's it's a fascinating area That's
0: of uh, a lot of concepts to young children you know yeah yeah, yeah. ideas
1: it's a much better exploration of robots and robotics than a, a lot of other TV shows I could mention, and probably I don't think even very Commander Data rarely reaches these levels of interest in terms of his character. Oh, he's a little overrated,
0: actually. After covering have our podcast quite a lot, we do love him. This is a terrific confrontation. Scene. This is two. <laughs> this is one thing the Hitchcock here got very right: is there a well-acted villain and Tom Baker? going up against each other i'm talking gabriel wolf (laughs) talking michael spice and he and philip Maddock. you know like harrison chase
1: oh yeah look look tom look tom you can do heroic lying down tom don't worry about it you can be brilliantly heroic (laughs) oh yeah
0: it's much more easier to reason lying down
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah he's getting his brain fried now uh, plucking the crystals from his snowflakes one by one. Ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah, here we go. He's really pricking at him here. That's not the oh. right way. It's your verbal and physical precision that made me spot you. Ah, so that's how he knew.
1: Yeah. That he was so, so slightly robotic in the way he was talking. And he probably doesn't use contractions. I bet that's it. I bet he doesn't. I, I need to watch it again now. <laughs> you have a brother. I do have a brother, yes. Have
0: you ever had to release him from bondage?
1: <laughs> Thankfully not. I'm going to his <laughs> wedding later this year, but uh, yeah, that's that's going to be cool.
0: Oh no, this is, I'm sorry, this is how you do self-sacrifice. Oh, D84's head blows up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, and we're all sad to see D84 go and not go on. I, I think uh, uh, everyone asks, why isn't D84 a companion? Do oh, you me, think
0: you see that walking around victorian london
1: no you can't i think within two episodes they'd have found a way to get him a human body and they'd have done some kind of transference to make it work canine though they can't make the robot work yeah but, uh, but if, if you've got someone like d84 it's like oh, d84 just stay in the tardis do some dusting that's not really that's not really you can do that with canine because he's a dog but d 84 is a person
0: there is something a bit funny about his voice, you know. I am your master.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, to, I, I you yeah, know, I, I did want to get some helium for this podcast so we, I could let it loose at this point. We just go higher <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, I helium's I slightly, you have to make uh, an effort. yeah that it.
0: one last shot of twos being strangled POV shot from SP7. I think, yeah, I Mark, like a bit of that, you know. He's,
1: he's done it
0: the doctor stabs him in the head with a needle
1: <laughs> yeah well I, I say kids copying that because everybody knows how you do that as a special effect. because everybody's had you know the propelling graphite pencil when you got your you stick your propelling pencil all, all the way and you stick it in your arm and it's like oh i'll my pencil in my arm you must have done that well,
0: probably no <laughs> I, at school i used to flick half polos with an elastic band at people's heads <laughs> <laughs> it's very painful. You, know? I got someone in the eye once.
1: Oh, oh God, our school—they used to. So they had the elastic bands, and what they do is they get a bunch of blue tack, and they'd get a safety pin, and they'd flick that at people. That was awful. There were bastards at my school.
0: Normal kids are horrible. Yeah, you know, it's very odd, you know, that we don't see Tucson Yevanov off. We just go. That's, that's yeah. it.
1: They're, they're lying there. Well, it's it's kind of like horror Fang Rock, isn't it? Everybody's like, except a couple of people are still alive. They're lying there unconscious. They'll wake up eventually, surrounded by dead people and dead robots, and they'll be fine.
0: That does seem to be a little bit of a oversight, though. Given that we've got to know these people really well,
1: yeah. But do- Doctor Who doesn't do that. Doctor Who doesn't hang around to say goodbye to people. Doctor Who just flies off to another adventure when when the danger's over.
0: Well, I hate to contradict you, you know, but there is a very lovely tag scene in *Talents Wang Wing Chiang* oh guys. that's the end
1: of the that's the end of the series though. and that is actually lovely and we do love Jago and Lightfoot and uh, they, like, I like this story they they went on to more didn't they
0: it is very interesting that sort of season 14 does have a very good hit rate I mean Gallifrey went on to have its own spin-off show oh, um, yeah. after being properly introduced in Deadly Assassin and then Robots of Death and then Talos <laughs> Wing Chiang there's yeah. something here. There's some magic going on
1: here, isn't there? Yeah, it's uh, it's the height of his uh, his overspending and wrecking the Graham Williams era. <laughs> right.
0: But they had imagination as well. Yeah, as well, yeah. Lots of fabulous women, which this era didn't have at all. Um, Steve, that's the end of our journey through Robots of Death. Uh, now we are in the I'm going to say advantageous position. Of choosing three things a piece to mm-hmm. uh recommend this story to people and i'm gonna let you go first
1: why why i i'll come back to jason's story actually why would you choose robots of death because it is a story where i, I this has been remarked on several times where everything comes together it's Entertaining all the way through, it's got uh and you can sh- uh, the real point is you can show it to almost anyone and they will enjoy it. Find me, go on, find me. I'll reply to this in a tweet. Tell me, find me the person who doesn't like robots of death. Okay, that's number one. Because it's,
0: it's gonna do it though, aren't they?
1: Yeah, it's like somebody doesn't like it.
0: Um, okay. Well, my first thing is gonna be I think the smarts in the script that we've talked about yeah like you say it isn't coming down on the side of any of those concepts it's not giving us a definitive answer on any of it but it is throwing it all up there in the zeitgeist and and allowing us to sort of examine it and to have conversations about it and i think any doctor story that stimulates conversations (laughs) on those subjects
1: is doing something right okay another reason to watch robots of death um i i, I these aren't real reasons these, these are just just observations i think but um because i when did you last watch robots of death me yeah oh a little while back maybe a couple of okay. years ago. because uh, because for some reason it stands up to repeated viewing you can watch it's one of the ones you can watch again and again and i did on the vhs i watched it again and again and again and it doesn't oh, no. let go how much we managed to quote this
0: thing? You and I have watched it.
1: <laughs> oh. I know. I, I, I'm usually quite bad at quotes, but yeah. But I, we we got a heck of a lot with this one. So yeah. So it is it is infinitely rewatchable. Really
0: uh my second thing is I, this is Michael E. Bryant's best direction. It's where he chips out of the series and leaps over to Blake Seven before <laughs> going to the classic serials. Um, he's just got it at this point, hasn't he? Every element just works perfectly. The suspense, the pacing, the casting, how he shoots the sets, the CSO, like the special effects works, the model work. He just knows how to make Doctor and it's a shame that after producing something this fine he never directed for doctor who again uh,
1: excellent yeah well, I, again yeah it, you want to do one reason but you end up with 30 because everything works so well together don't you <laughs> um so i want to pick up on i i'm thinking i'm trying to think of one little tiny because i've said all the vague big things about it i want to pick up on one little tiny tiny detail and I'm gonna say watch it for the watch it for the the lasers probe uh holder with its nice little Laserson logo written in lovely script that is is quite 70s, but not that 70s, and and the lovely way the light comes through it and it's got that little pattern on it and the laser probes lasers and probes sitting in it so nicely. Watch it for that. That's just a, that's such a nice bit of design there we go it's a
0: little tiny thing Uh, i'm gonna say for my last thing then you've got uh a doctor and companion at the height of their powers both of them the companion's second story Mm -hmm. the doctor's third nearly towards the end of his third season and it's just two actors that have come together tom baker and louise jameson absolute magic at this point (laughs) um uh, you know as well as the guest cast that are in this i just think their performances sort of stand tall as not just in this story in face of evil and in tales wing chang as well but it is just it's a fantastic time for both doctors and companions the the 70s i think for yeah. our.
1: Yeah, no, nobody's sending it up. No one's being uh, overly uh, okay. Zilda, arguably, but but everybody's doing it as as they would Shakespeare. So it's just they, they they're treating it with respect, and it's just working fantastically. So well done, Ben creepy as fuck as well the whole story <laughs> <laughs> as I, 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 robots used to terrify me as a kid but this one for some reason I, I i don't know maybe because i watched it when i was about 11 or 12 it did, did, didn't have that effect on me if i watched it when i was younger maybe well steve it is a fact that i am from the
0: uh town of crawley which is <laughs> just adjacent to gatwick Uh, where i believe sinister goings-on have occurred back in the 1960s
1: ah i I, i'd love to help you out joe but i've lost my face in a big explosion god
0: i went up in a plane it turned into a rocket and i ended up in outer space
1: (laughs) ah yes yes the prelude to evil of the daleks
0: (laughs) six episode prelude (laughs) about me brother Brian Briggs,
1: uh, oh god, I'm already looking forward to it. The faceless ones, yes.
0: I mean, I look forward to certainly talking about it. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe it's worth me giving this a bit of a reevaluation. I was at it a bit slow and a bit lacking substance. But do you know what? If anyone's going to convince me, I'm wrong.
1: I've I've already got I'm marshaling my arguments as we speak.
0: <laughs> well, we'll we'll determine a date for that. Uh, it just leaves me to say a massive thank you. This has been a mammoth, almost three and a half hour recording that we've done here. On yeah, this. I think we've done more than done it justice.
1: Oh, I hope so. I, I th- but I think, I think at the same time, we could just go on talking about Robots of Death for another hour at least. Uh, it's loads more to say. But yes, thank you very much, Joe. It's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, yeah, stay squeaking in the cabinet, mouse. <laughs>